dated many annoying guys, okay? They would call me all times of the day just to talk or ask me if I'd taken cash out of their wallets, stupid stuff. And when I stopped having fun with them, I'd leave. Usually wouldn't even call or anything. I'd just bounce. Gotta go spend that money you stole. Point is, you are way more of a buzzkill than any of those dudes. Okay, thanks for this conversation. But somehow, I never want to leave you. I want to stay in the good place because of you. Because I love you, I think. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I love you. Ugh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I feel so itchy. You know, Zach, I think it's finally time that I come clean. Great. You're gonna take a shower, finally? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's, it's, it's time that I tell you why I, why I agreed to do this podcast. Why I, why I was excited for this show to okay. be the one that we selected. Oh, The Good Place, great. My name is Stephen Baker, and I am a Bamba John stan. Bamba John just is an icon. The name, the look, the... <laughs> he the is the moment. forced hugging of Eleanor, yeah. it's all very iconic. We stan Bamba John. I have Bamba John carved into so many places on my body. Jesus Christ, Stephen, you should probably see a therapist and a doctor. Only if it's Dr. Bamba John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, while Steven tries not to carve Bomba John. Okay, Steven, <laughs> if you carve Bomba, I dare you to spell Bomba John. Uh, B-A-M-B-A-D-J-A-N. Did you watch it with subtitles? Is that how they spelled it? Or are you guessing? That is how they spelled it in the show. Are you positive? Because I don't have a way to I, I see, it or deny it. I think that's right. I believe you. I spelled it without the D, and I believe the D, and that was just yeah. off of... Off of having heard it. Well, mm -hmm. good job, Bomba John Stan. And welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Into the Time Knife, everyone's favorite good place rewatch <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Zach. I'm very glad you joined us this week. I'm your other host, Stephen, and I'm very glad that you joined us this week. We're 10 episodes into season one. I almost thought, thinking before we did the podcast today, that we were on nine again for some mm -hmm. reason. Ten episodes deep, we're almost done with the first season, and we're getting so close to some really exciting stuff in this show that's going to make it even more fun to talk about. So that's going to be great. Yeah, I feel feeling? like this episode, we'll obviously talk spoiler things later, and I hate to start the episode by saying we'll talk about this later, but this episode is a real, like, watching the show back you're like okay i see something that's going on here like this is a little bit more evident but i i think it's 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 a cool part of backstory that we get it shows a lot of different things and i think it's a very memorable episode because it has one of the funniest and at the time unexpected things <laughs> in the show that i i, I grew to love and yeah has a really warm place in my heart We'll talk about all that because I know exactly mm -hmm. what you're talking about, and I feel the same way. I think yeah. it's such a highlight, and I think this episode is pretty solid. Yeah, this is a good. It's one of my favorites of the season so far. Okay, but we've got a lot to get into before that, and that's going to start by shouting out our ten dollar and up patrons. You can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Can't Disappoint. Zach, who's your favorite patron? Choose now. You must choose. Close your mm -hmm. eyes. Taste the taste the yogurt. Which patron is 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 the one you're going to be a soulmate with? Well, okay, because so much love you give to your mom and your girlfriend respectfully. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose one of the others. I'm going to give one of them a little extra love. Let's say Autumn Marsh. 
Yeah. Out of Marsh, you need a soulmate. Name your kid after us. Something not work out with the recent father of your baby? Give old Zachy a call. Yeah, give us a ring. Maybe I can be the right flavor of yogurt for <laughs> the Marsh family. <laughs> you will be taking their last name. But our patrons are $10 and up patrons. Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, and the love of my life, Autumn Marsh. We love those people all very much. And all of our patrons, $5 and up. And if you'd like to join us, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. On April 20th, our new weekly Patreon rewatch podcast, The Basement, talking about that 70s show. Why Hitler's birthday? Is it Hitler's birthday 420? I think so. I just think it's important that we take uh, attention away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's too much we Hitler steal everywhere. Some of the press. We're trying yeah. to take away Split some the of vote the... a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry to mention Hitler so close to our patrons, but check us out. <laughs> Can't disappoint podcast. Steven, I'm really glad to see you. It's It's been a good week. How's your week been? It's been good. Very eventful, Zach. Yeah. I've said before, I work as a professional ballroom dance instructor. Um, and we've talked about this in our podcast network before but every year we do a really awesome event called dancing with chicago celebrities where we right. raise money for uh, breast cancer research did you whether get to it's... dance with somebody this year i did not have a celebrity this year i just had a corporate person so i only had to dance one time like hmm. non-professionally at the event but i got to like do a couple professional routines yeah, yeah. It, it was for like competition thing but it was it was fun i i'm very busy so putting together a celebrity routine is not necessarily what i wanted to spend you really my time have to doing. put your all into it to yeah make it but nice danny did and her guy did great who was she with? His name is uh, James. He's a chef of a really nice restaurant here in Chicago called Bocadillo. Cool. Yeah. So it was fun, but we raised about $300,000 for breast cancer research on Friday. So that was pretty awesome. Well, I can't follow that up. I haven't raised any money for any types of cancer. But a week ago when this podcast comes out and yesterday, today, I've been so closely tracking the Oscars for a long time yeah, now. Yeah, The Grouch, Nunez, De La Hoya. <laughs> That's such a good bit. Good job, Steven. Thank you. Have you been thinking about that, or did all those Oscars? That was off the cuff. Did it, Oscar Nunez, did you say him? Yeah, I did. Okay. Oscar from The Odd Couple? Oh, there we go. It's Oscar, I think. But anyway, the Oscars finally happened last week, and it was a satisfying uh, climax to watching all of these movies. It was crazy how beloved and celebrated by the academy everything everywhere all at once seven time oscar winner in one night obviously crazy was. most awarded motion picture of all time it it, it broke the uh, lord of the rings record in terms of you take of, like, in like movie. all of the awards yeah from it has all like 130 and lord of the rings had like 107 that was before oscars it had like 130 so it's so satisfying to me that this movie that had so many weird eccentricities that made it feel tailor-made for me. Yeah, same. Had such an emotional pull and had such a strong showing, and so many people felt that way about it, that it's now the most celebrated film of all time, I guess. And I think something that, you know, I, everyone that I've talked to that's seen this movie loved it. Yeah. And everyone that I've talked to that saw this movie was affected by it emotionally in a different way for a different reason. Yeah. And that a movie can do that across so many different demographics, ages, races genders is so special and i'm glad that this wasn't one of those that like nobody saw i'm glad that it's Mm -hmm. one that is so weird and normally would never get this kind of attention Mm -hmm. or buzz it has a whole bit about having hot dogs for fingers and it's beautiful rushing (laughs) to get the butt plug in your butt fast enough yeah too and it's in and it's great yo pulling the butt (laughs) plug out with a suction cup noise oh so good i I don't want to in 
Everything Everywhere All at Once is an American film, but it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. It, it shows so many interesting sides of the Asian heritage from the family at the center of the story. Yeah. It's a queer story at mm-hmm. the center of it. Uh, yeah. It's just such a great, great movie, and I'm so excited to see the Academy reward it. I think, and it's recency bias, of course, but it's hard not to imagine that 25 years from now, we're going to be talking about it as one of the most important and one of the most fun and watchable Best Picture winners ever. Now, Zach, I have to ask you, because you accomplished something that I I I truly do think is very impressive. And I'm excited, too. I watched so much good stuff that I never would have seen. Yeah, you watched everything that was nominated for everything. Yeah, 39 films from the top to Tell It Like a Woman. And, which just got nominated for Best Song, and they performed it during the show. That's just a bad song. They had Rihanna, <laughs> Lady Gaga, Natu Natu, and who's the other one? Who am I missing? Stephanie Hsu. Stephanie Hsu and David Byrne. And Applause is just not that song. I now, watched all 39 movies and 15 short films. But do you, yes. do you, one, was it worth it? Yeah. Two, are you going to do it again? Yeah, I'm going to try. Wow. But I think I'm going to go bigger now. and just try to be seeing movies like every week. Sure. Because um, now I want to catch up on movies that have already come out this year. Mm-hmm. My dream goal is to, and I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I want to see every movie the, ever made. Every movie ever. You said it wrong. I too. did say Every it wrong. movie ever made. Um, no, I want to go to the Toronto International Film Festival. That'd be fun. That's where a lot of these movies premiere. A lot of big movies premiered there, I think. Like the Weird Al movie premiered there. I think maybe the Fablemans premiered there. Is and Sundance like, still an important thing? Yeah, but in a different way. I think the big ones are like TIFF, Cannes. Mm. Um, oh, I'd go with you to France for Cannes. But I really want to go to TIFF. It'd be like two, the Chicago Film Festival actually seemed pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, at least like what they were showing. That's my goal. I would love to be in the room when all of this buzz around these movies begins. That'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, I want to try to watch them all next year. If mm-hmm. this year has good movies. Yeah. One thing I want to say before we move on from it, because I'm finally putting this to bed. I want both of us to say, of the winners of the night, biggest joy and biggest like missed opportunity. Okay? Why don't you go first? Biggest joy was definitely Kei Kwan, mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actor. I think that his story is so incredible, and he was such a big part of my childhood growing up, and yeah. I kind of didn't realize how big a part until mm-hmm. seeing him being the exact same person all grown up. And being just as happy to be there and be in the conversation as he is to to win is mm-hmm. is was really incredible. Um, my only miss yeah. was as much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis and have mm-hmm. been a fan, friend of the show, Jamie Lou Curtis, Angela Bassett would have been really awesome to see her she win. And I think thing. that was a bit Come of a on. miss opportunity. She did the thing. She did it. I agree with you, but I'm going to say that my best my joyous moment is really all four of the acting categories, including Jamie Lee Mm -hmm. Curtis. It was really satisfying to see these first time Oscar winners Mm -hmm. win for really impassioned performances and really impassioned campaigning for their movie and those performances. Like there wasn't a dry eye in the room when Kehi Kwan won. Michelle Yeoh's speech was incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brendan Brendan Fraser. Fraser, he makes me really emotional when you see how much he, just bathes in like the love that he's getting right now. Yeah. It's so nice to see that. And who did I not say? Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. She gave a really great speech when yeah. she said, Mom, Dad, I won an Oscar. That was such a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Of course, Angela Bassett, that could have been a much cooler and much more important moment. Mm-hmm. But all four of those and just everything 
and I'm and I'm not upset that Jamie Lee Curtis won it all. I think that I she did a great completely. job. I just think that there were actresses in the category who maybe actresses gave, in her movie, <laughs> yeah, who gave maybe a better performance. Stephanie Shu for being somebody who to the layman is fairly unknown. I know you told me she's been on Broadway, which I didn't know, but I had never knowingly seen her before. She and came she came on the scene hard, yeah. She was incredible. So, so cool and yeah. showed a sense of maturity in her performance that um, I was really surprised by. Because that could have easily been a character that was just okay in the movie. So much of the weirdness relies on that character. And mm-hmm. she does it while also being this little girl that needs love from her mom and yeah. acceptance from her family. And she, and she was genuinely off. scary at times. She was mm-hmm. genuinely funny at times. She Very was genuinely funny. like The scene where she like gets rid of all the cops and has like the dildos and stuff is such yeah. a funny scene. I'm going to say my biggest missed opportunity, I think I want to say it's that Babylon didn't get any love. I think mm-hmm. it should have been nominated more. I like Triangle of Sadness, but I think Babylon should have been in that spot in the Best Picture uh, lineup. I think Margot Robbie and maybe even Brad Pitt should have gotten nods for their acting. Uh, not wins, but I think they maybe mm-hmm. should have gotten nominations. And the score specifically, the Justin Hurwitz score of Babylon is one of the most memorable, one of my most favorite scores I can think of in a modern film. That's awesome. Uh, and I wish it would have gotten rewarded instead of All Quiet on the Western Front, which its score is fine. That's it. Zach, one mm-hmm. little bit of controversy, other than the Angela Bassett thing that I've no. seen online, is that the apparently the actress from Triangle of Sadness passed away. Yes. Char- and I don't know she how to wasn't say her name. in the like in memoriam. Dean. She died yeah. at 32. She had sepsis. It was like a very Yikes. scary awful way to have to die she's great in that film and she wasn't in the in memoriam i think that's what's up with that every year there are weird leave outs because so many people die every year Mm -hmm. that it's hard but that's it was the best picture nominee yeah it seems like a no-brainer they didn't think of it they forgot yikes but what was actually nice was john travolta as if he his Oscar presentation track record is mm-hmm. gave a nice little tribute to Olivia Newton-John uh, right before Lenny Kravitz played the song during the In Memoriam and That's Olivia sweet. Newton-John was the first name showed. That was a cute moment. Mm-hmm. But we'll move on. We'll put the 2022-2023 Oscar year to bed. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. I was very excited. I had to do it. <laughs> and let's get into The Good Place. I'm let's also do very it. excited. We have to do this too. Talk about chapter 10 of The Good Place. It's season one, episode 10, Cheaty's Choice. You seen Sophie's Choice? No, but I know the story. Why does yeah. she have to kill one of her babies? Love the she other has to one? pick which one goes um, not with her to the <laughs> Holocaust camp, and which one goes with her to the Holocaust camp. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, do like well, you can like keep one kid <laughs> with you? Is not about that. And she's that's like that one. <laughs> the episode was directed by Linda Mendoza, a family name Mendoza. Mm-hmm. Uh, she only directs one other episode of The Good Place, Leap to Faith, next season. But gosh, she has That's a, a good really episode. storied career that I wrote down a lot of. She directed the Green Day music video for When I Come Around, which nice. is good for Teenage Zach. Uh, she did 13 episodes of The Chris Rock Show. Um, did one episode of a lot of shows that I actually wrote down this time. She did one episode of Keenan and Kel. Nice. Um, she did an episode of All That. She did four episodes of the Nickelodeon show Unfabulous. With hey, shout out to uh, yeah Emma Roberts. Mm-hmm. She did one episode of Everybody Hates Chris. One episode nice. of Gilmore Girls. Uh, Eleven episodes of the Bernie Mac show. I like Bernie Mac show. show. Five episodes of Mad TV. Six episodes of Scrubs. One episode of Jonas. Oh wow! 
Uh, one episode of Sunny with a Chance. The list continues. I had to write all these down. Two episodes of 30 Rock. Nice. Great show. Two episodes of Go On, which was a Matthew Perry short-lived show I that I know on. we both enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, two episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. One episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Two episodes wow, a lot of shows that I like. Mm-hmm. Two episodes of Superstore. Two episodes of The Mindy Project. Almost done. Nine episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Eight hey. episodes of Blackish. And more recently, a show that I'm not familiar with, but she's done seven episodes of a show called Harlem. Mm, I don't know that one, but all the other ones, that's a really solid list. And she had like 150 credits, and I wrote down that's like great. 20 of them or something. And the episode, this is a shorter list, but a name that I'm actually really familiar with and excited about. The episode's written by Demi Adijuibe. Do you know him? Not off the top of my head. Demi Adijuibe. He was a big internet personality. I mm. first knew about him because he would do these videos where he like, in the style of old Will Smith raps, nice. like filmed in the theater the credits for the live action aladdin and was like can you believe will smith's aladdin in credits rap and it was like his impression like rapping about that's hilarious and they were really funny and nowadays i know him because he might be the most followed person on letterboxd i think wow kind of like is the film bro buff voice of letterboxd so i'm very familiar and a fan of demi adigewebe just like as a person that's awesome um, this is the only episode he wrote of The Good Place, but he's a name that gets thrown around with The Good Place a lot. So maybe he was a staff writer longer than that and mm. only got the one episode as a credit. But outside of this, he's mainly done writing for some late night talk shows. He was nice. a credited writer on 149 episodes of The Late Late Show with James Corden. Nice. And 13 episodes of The Amber Ruffin Show more recently, which I'm sure is a much more fun show. Do you know Amber Ruffin? What show was she on before she got her own show? She's a writer and she presents on Seth Meyers. And ah, she's yeah, a young I like black her woman. A lot. And she has a Peacock uh, talk show, which I've heard is really great. Yeah, I like her quite she's a bit. Really and she had her own show now. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this episode, Back to the Good Place, Chidi's Choice, this episode originally aired January 5th, 2017. Hey, Zach, can I tell you a cool thing? Sure. I just this moment received an yeah. Instagram message, and we don't have to put his name in the show, but from, do you, do you ever know Roy from high school? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just, as of right this second, is uh-huh. sending me a message on Instagram and said, hey, I actually need to get this out, not to flex out anything, but I've been actually keeping up with Into the Time Knife. So one, oh, thank you what? both for creating this thing I get to follow along with, and he's currently typing another message. That's incredible. Yeah, that's so sweet. I always really, really, really liked Roy. He's a sweet kid. I don't know that I, because I, I wasn't, he was a band kid, right? Yeah. I don't know. And now he, he can hear us talking about him. Yeah. I always thought he was cool, but I don't know that we, our paths crossed that much. And that's cool that he's listening. And yeah. now all of a sudden I feel like we are friends. He like is really good, like artist. He's really cool. Well, cool. Yeah, that's nice. But the pressure's on, Steven. We're not forgetting <laughs> this week. It's time, everyone. We're talking about Chidi's Choice, and Steven's about to have 20 fleeting seconds to Zach, there's like a hundred things that happen in this whether episode. Whether or not everyone did, Steven, watch the episode this week. I'm going to do my best stress Chidi impression. Did Steven watch the episode this week? That's a bit do. more Eric Charles Nielsen, but you know. That all do. Same. That'll do, pig. All right, you've got 20 seconds. Do you seconds. quote the that'll do donkey or that'll do pig more often? That'll do. I feel like I'm thinking that'll do pig. Nice. You've got 20 seconds. Are you ready to tell us everything that happened in episode 10, Cheaty's Choice? I'm going to do my very best, Zach. That's all I can do. I know I you do. will. I know you will. I'm going to count it down. Okay. Three, two, one, go. 
Cheese decides when he can't make a choice. What's best to help Eleanor or how to help him be a good best man? Who to pick? He's never been able to make a choice in his life. And Michael exploits that and has him keep trying to make decisions um, so they can help Eleanor out. Meanwhile, Eleanor confesses her love to Chidi. Tahani confesses Chidi's love for her to him. Jason confesses his love to Janet. Janet and, G- and Jason get Stop. married. You got Janet and Jason get married. That was a big pull. Yeah. It was so fast that I had trouble keeping up with what you didn't say, you know? Mm-hmm. So let me think. I for didn't a miss a single thing, Zach. Did you I got get, everything? You do you really feel that way? No. But ask me something, I'll tell you if I said it. Okay, and I trust you to do that. Did you talk mm-hmm. about Eleanor and Tahani specifically? Yes, together? I said that not to I said that Eleanor confessed her love for Chidi and that Tahani confessed Chidi's love for her. But not like Eleanor and Tahani's friendship. And I did not get the... that beat, no. There is a lot in this episode. Did you say really anything about real Eleanor or Bomba John? No, not a word. And you didn't really you didn't really get to the core of the cheaty like love triangle quadrangle thing, Mm-mm. really. Did not. But you got more than I think I thought you would. I think mm-hmm. that's a B plus. Thank you. I think it's a B plus. I think more I've been getting better at this, Zach. I think you are too slowly but surely <laughs> let's see if we're getting better at trivia i've got a decent amount of questions for you do you want All me right, to start? why don't you fire first okay what is jason's favorite fast and the furious um his favorite fast and the furious fuck what order does he go in it's like the first line of the episode four no five five that's fair five and six are the best two all right what does jason tell to honey his job was amateur professional dj professional I'll give it amateur to you. dj pro- yeah professional yeah. amateur dj what word does Cheedy always lift his eyebrows when he says? Um, I'm gonna. This is part of a question that I have, so I'm not gonna okay. look. But is it absolution? No, I like the way Eleanor says it. It's a good Cheedy impression. She says absolutism. Absolutism, not absolution. Okay. Uh, my next one. Mm-hmm. When I started writing the question, didn't realize how long the answer was gonna be. Oh no! So get as many as you can. That doesn't. What well. things does Eleanor say she hates about Cheedy? Oh God! Uh, that she that he went on and on about insert name here for two hours and uh, laughed at himself with her, and it was a cute moment. That's the one that I remember most. And then she goes into the nice things like how he's secretly ripped and um, but. I don't remember the long list. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, one of them was your last question, so you could throw oh, that one duh. in there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutism. Yeah. So she says his Clark Kent glasses, uh, yeah. extensive turtleneck collection, and yes. how much he loves ethics. Then she says the the thing about you know laughing right. at himself. And then the little eyebrow twitch when he says absolutism. Mm -hmm. Uh, He tilts his head when she says something ignorant, but he doesn't make fun of her. He's Mm -hmm. incredibly patient and kind and surprisingly jacked. (laughs) Nice. Where are the wings Janet gets Jason from? Okay, they're not from Stupid Nick's uh-uh. because it shut down. So now they're from Nick's Wing Dump. Is that what it's called? No, that's Fat what the Nick's first Wing one Dump? was called. No. It was called Stupid Nick's Wing Dump. That's not what the new one is. The new one is is Fat Trash Trash Nick's Wing Dump. Fat Nick's Wing Dump. No, wing Dump is yesterday. That's in the past. It's not what the is Wing it? Dump. It's Ugly Nick's Meat Trench. Fuck! Yeah, you're right. I know. <laughs> what does Tahani compare the rarity of true love to? The rarity of true love is... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's so rare. Like a desert flower betwixt two oases. <laughs> no, I didn't remember that. Sorry. 
What is Tahani's favorite British sitcom, and how long did it run? Okay, it's a uh, Deirdre look. and Margaret. Yes, and it ran for like fifteen years. They had no. nearly thirty episodes. Not fifteen. Nine. Not not you. Colder. 19. Cold as shit. Sixteen. You were really close. Six, Sixteen. I and it had nearly thirty episodes. Thirty was right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the name of the restaurant that Chidi and Uzo eat at? One of my questions. I don't have to look. It's Eating Nemo. Thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought so too. What does Eleanor recommend Tahani stay away from with her hair extensions? Open flames uh-huh. and uh, I don't know if she says fights or altercations at uh, outlet malls. Outlet mall altercations is what nice. she says. I'll give it to you. Um, what does Chidi order at the restaurant? Pumpkin And soup? then what does he change it to? Risotto. Nice. Risotto, risotto, risotto. That was funny. <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? Risotto. <laughs> what flavor represents Chidi's unnamed soulmate choice in frozen yogurt? Is it mango strawberry swirl? It was mango strawberry lemon? Strawberry mango swirl. Strawberry Don't mango change swirl. your answer. I'll take mango strawberry. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more? That's my last one. I've got one last one for you. How many movies, songs, and poems did Janet research Fuck. in 30 seconds for her vows? 116,000? No. Way 231,600. Sorry ah. to cut you off, but you were wrong, so don't even try. <laughs> That's our trivia. I didn't do so well. You did pretty good. We did We did okay. You did pretty good. Thank you, buddy. What's next? Do we just talk about the episode? Is that yeah, what should I read the second half of that message from Roy, or should I read the whole thing later? If you'd like, go ahead. So, um, and two, the reason I'm here is I just listened to the story about the cat in the apartment, <laughs> and I listened to the entire story thinking that at some point it was actually going to tie back into Attack on Titan, because I didn't realize you two were joking. Like, until the neighbor picked up the cat, I didn't even think I was listening to a cat story. I thought it was an <laughs> anime story that somehow involved a real-life cat. Thanks oh, because you made that joke about so Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. Next, Zach is is we we talk about how he likes the episode. We we get to dive in. It's it's time. It's time to discuss Zach the the episode, the matter, the 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 object of our affection, episode ten of season one, Chidi's choice. Yeah, I just I wanted think to be you for a second. I this is to say the best of the light on overarching good place world storyline mm-hmm. because pretty much all we get in this episode is that Sean the judge is coming sometime and we've got to come up with an argument. This episode is a lot more about the character dynamics and yeah. developing some of the relationships and and doing important work there but not in as obvious of a way as some other episodes. But I think it's so funny, and I think this group of characters are finally starting to click as a crew. Uh, Not that they hadn't before, but they're really becoming a a team worth watching, I think, in Mm -hmm. this episode. I think it's really funny. I think most characters have have really strong highlights in this episode. Great Chidi episode, really good Eleanor episode. Tahani, Jason, Janet, Mm -hmm. and Michael all get really great moments. Here's my question, Zach. Answer. I'll answer. The main, like bomb drop in the first half of this episode mm-hmm. is that Eleanor through help from Bomba John and real Eleanor discovers that she's in love with Chidi. She's like, yes. I, I want to be around him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. She kind of agrees fairly easily to tell him how she feels. Yes. And that's like a pretty big reveal. She's like, Chidi, like I have always wanted to leave people. I love you. I know I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but like this right. is, you know, thematically. And it's important that she does kind of take it back at the end of the episode too. Well, that's my thing is, is, is it, does it totally negate that, that she's like, well, I thought Jason was too. Just get rid of it. Does that undermine you know, what the 
everything that's been built up to this point. I understand your argument. And I think because I know where all of these character relationships go in mm-hmm. the future, it didn't bother me. I yeah. think the ending of this episode happens so quickly and yeah. and funnily. And I get right into Eleanor's demeanor of, I'm just going with it now. That mm-hmm. I think I understand that Eleanor is kind of like convinced that she loves Chidi in yeah. the same way that then she's kind of convinced that she loves Jason, mm-hmm. that I think she's just as easily convinced that, oh, I was just convinced into those things. Yeah, um, totally. it, wor- it works for me. I, I agree. I agree. I was just wondering if, if that was, you know. Well, let's dive in from the start now that we've <laughs> literally talked about what we think of the ending of it. Uh, <laughs> I do what I can. The beginning of the episode so. does pick up pretty quickly after the end of last week's cliffhanger with mm-hmm. Tani confront Tani with Tahani. Tani. With Tahani, they sound very similar. Tahani quickly and Tani. Yeah. Very similar. Tahani. You know anyone named Tani? Do I know any Tanis? I don't think so. Me neither. Hey, Tani, write us in. Do we have any listeners named Tani? We'll put you on the show. Yeah, let's get some Tani. Ask you about your weird ass name. Yeah. Tani, write us in. (laughs) Well, I guess T A W N Y might be a name. That's a name. But I was thinking like T O N N Y. Oh. Not a name. All right, Tahani confronts Jason, and Jason's like, you wanted me to tell everything about me and let you get to know me, and how else can I tell you that by ranking my favorite Fast and the Furious films? Quick, uh, just uh, breakneck speed your opinion on the Fast and Furious franchise. I've never seen any of them. Love them. Haven't uh, The only one I haven't seen that's Barely. out is the ninth one, uh, but I've seen them all, usually in theaters. Big fan of them. I know they're not necessarily good, but they are enjoyable as far as action movies go. And it's kind of fun watching them being in on the joke of what they are. Uh, yeah. But there's actually some of them that are really good. The fifth one's awesome. Really good cast in the movies. I mean, a lot of really... Rita Moreno is in the characters. new one. Oh, wow. They showed a trailer for it before Cocaine Bear. And there's nice. a part where Vin Diesel is like, it's just a shot of him in a car and he's like getting ready to like take off in reverse. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to actually know he's on a, a helicopter and he's going into reverse <laughs> off of the helicopter. And I don't know. It was very silly. I laughed out <laughs> loud when that happened. Yeah, I guess in the ninth one, I think it's revealed that John Cena is his long lost brother. Rita Moreno. <laughs> Reader Moreno's long also Jason brother? Statham and The Rock are in a bunch of them and then they have their own spinoff Hobbs and Shaw that's pretty enjoyable on the Oscars red carpet someone asked The Rock about so Black Adam got some pretty bad reviews and it was like a really awkward like it's like yeah but some people liked it <laughs> that's so funny okay but that's enough um, I've never seen them should I watch them no nah. <laughs> okay. I mean it. I love them but no <laughs> Jason explains to Tahani how he got here and who he is and what the mistake was and that he's a professional amateur DJ and all that. I like his line where he says, my parole officer's advice, I should have followed it to keep my mouth shut or they'll throw a book at you. (laughs) Tahani, also, it's a really funny non sequitur, a little weird, asking about the Ariana Grande poster. And is uh, that a family member? I wish. That's Ariana Grande, the sexiest woman alive. You wish that you were related to a woman you want to have sex with. And Jason just kind (laughs) of looks off into the distance. funny jason begs tahani not to tell michael but of course Tahani's very upset that jason's been so deceitful to her so why mm-hmm. should she not go tell michael and get rid of him he's brought snack food into her house and she doesn't like that at all she storms off likely to tell michael 
in Michael's office, we've got our Eleanor who's being represented by Chidi and uh, real Eleanor who's being represented by the legend Bamba John. Uh, and Sean the Judge is coming. They need to work on an argument of why they should keep Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Eleanor still hates being called the fake Eleanor, which I think is really funny how yeah. much that gets to her. But it really <laughs> Bamba helps like, actually really John. helpful for me. It's really helpful for me. Is it Bamba John? Real <laughs> Eleanor and Bamba John outside of Michael's office ask Eleanor about her time at The Good Place. They know what she did in life. They need to hear more about how she's changed in The Good Place to work in an argument. And very quickly, first she reveals, you know, that she caused an eruption in the world mm-hmm. and she caused a garbage storm, but then quickly goes into how meeting Chidi and being told about ethics from Chidi and learning from Chidi and spending time with her has changed her and it's all because of him. And, and Eleanor... Sorry, real Eleanor immediately picks up on. So this is all about how much you like Chidi, that you're really sweet on Chidi. And, and I like how quickly the show gets to that. I think a worse yeah. show would have spent the episode with Eleanor. No, I don't. I don't yeah. like him. And then at the end, she'd have been like, oh, maybe I do. And maybe that would have wasted a whole episode. But they get into it. Yes. She's just going in. All of the good things that she has to say are Chidi and what Chidi's done mm-hmm. for her and what she's learned from Chidi. Of course, Eleanor at first mistakes it for real Eleanor coming on to her. And yeah. She has that little moment where she's like, no, you know, hooking up with someone who has the same name as me does kind of work a little bit. self is one favorite. of the top hentai tags in the world. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you know that one, buddy? Uh... There okay, I do have a decent reason. There is a uh, a video I watched that was like talking about weirdly popular hentai tags. Sure, not a good sure excuse, but sure that's why. <laughs> I think it's funny, and I, do you think that this is the first real solid concrete evidence that Eleanor hooking up with a woman isn't really the thought process? She's fine with that. She doesn't think anything of it. We've had little moments where she's like, I think Tahani is mm-hmm. hot. But I feel like this is the first concrete evidence that Eleanor Shellstrop is, in fact, a bicon. Yeah, I think I think she's definitely a bicon. All right. But, of course, real Eleanor is talking about Chidi. Eleanor mentioned his name nine times in the last ten minutes. <laughs> cut from that for a moment to Chidi, who can't help Michael decide where to start with their research on how to proceed with the situation. But they're short on time. Michael really stresses that this is really intense and you really need to decide quickly, quickly, which just mm-hmm. drives Chidi nuts. Yeah, poor, poor Chidi, because this is his nightmare, mm-hmm. is making any decision, but especially one that has like great implications mm-hmm. and can affect people's existences and that he has to decide on a time crunch like that's just a perfect storm of things that make Chidi feel sick to his stomach it's awful for him and then when Michael says I need the Chidi who burst into my office and told me to stop Eleanor's train and then he becomes retroactively anxious about that yeah he's like oh I didn't think about that (laughs) (laughs) so Michael says okay we'll start with something easy should we take notes on dry erase board or on pen and paper and that's a tough one too Chidi can't decide (laughs) I love the the bit when they come back to them where yeah. Chidi's like, well, it'd be great if I could make a pros and cons list, but I'd have to pick one, and that in itself is a problem. <laughs> what are you, are you? I feel like for this situation, it's whiteboard. Whiteboard. Easy. You can, yeah. Because you're like pitching to a room. And exactly. Can, then you could maybe write down the final results on a paper if you need and it. And it's easier to like edit Easy. and things like that. It's bigger for more eyes. Yeah, whiteboard's the clear choice here. But it's a tough decision, and it triggers Chidi into the first flashback we get of him this week. And I think it's really great stuff in the Chidi flashbacks. Yeah. 
It's it's so cute because I think they of course keep the continuity of Chidi's like upbringing. They make it look like he's at like a Senegalese school, but little Chidi with the glasses not being able to pick for the soccer team really and spending cute. the entirety of recess was so funny. I would watch Young Chidi. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck Young Sheldon. Forget Young Rock. I want Young Chidi. <laughs> How old do you think Chidi is meant to be here? Ten ish, right? Maybe, maybe yeah. not even that. And he's he's yeah. pretty young there. It's a school playground recess uh, sport mm-hmm. game. That's how I call them, sport game. Yep. Uh, and it's Chidi's <laughs> turn to pick teammates. He's like the team lead. That classic, uh, usually high school, I feel like, situation where there's the two people. They have to pick teams. And mm-hmm. this happens on like reality shows like Big Brother a lot, too, yeah. and Survivor, where it's like... Who it is kind of a big deal. Who do you pick? Do you pick yeah. the best person or do you pick the person that might get picked last so they don't mm-hmm. feel bad to be picked last? I can see why he he's like, out do a I pick a woman it. to break down gender rules? But this is cheaty. So that decision, obviously, we all have those stresses about it a little bit, but it's quick. And then we mm-hmm. just pick somebody. But cheaty can't literally can't pick anyone. It's so adorable. The way that young cheaty says, don't pressure me, Uzo. I have to consider all the factors. Athletic strategies, the fragile egos of my classmates, and gender politics. Should I pick a girl as a gesture towards women's equality? Or or is that pandering? Or do I think it's pandering because of my limited male point of view? I'm vexed, Uzo, vexed. You're always vexed. Just pick. I think that the line that that makes me just giggle is he's like, Nice job, Cheaty, you filibustered recess. That's so adorable coming right. from a kid. Right, because Cheaty makes a pick, and it's one of his friends. But then immediately he's like, I can't pick you because you're my friend. That looks bad. And then he picks again <laughs> and picks the teacher. He picks the freaking teacher. Oh, the picking the friend wasn't in my episode. Oh, really? It, yeah, he, he just, just can't pick, teacher. and then he picks the teacher, yeah. No, he picks a friend, and he the friend walks forward. And he's like, no, I can't pick a friend because that's bad. I'll pick again. I'll pick the teacher. Like, you can't <laughs> pick the teacher, Cheaty. Pick a kid. <laughs> but as soon really as he funny. starts talking in the bell rings and he has mm-hmm. his filibustered recess funny it's really funny meanwhile eleanor uh is at first kind of denying the love for chidi a little bit because she's like i hate more things about chidi than i like about him the list that you i hate your hair i hate the way you make me feel and most of all i hate the way that i love you Exactly, because by the end, she's just talking about how much she loves Chidi. And you're right that a worse show would be a lot more obvious with this. If Chidi Mm -hmm. was secretly ripped, we'd have seen him with his shirt off already. Yeah. And I like that that's just this detail that's happened that Eleanor's certainly taken notice of if nobody else has. Yeah. And it helps that William Jackson Harper is surprisingly jacked. Yeah, it's not until season three or four where we get to see exactly. Yeah, and you're like, holy shit. It's a moment. (laughs) Okay, Chidi. Especially (laughs) because you've been watching him for 30 episodes. Mm -hmm. You forget how Eleanor did say he is secretly jacked. Yeah. So Eleanor can't stay mean and quickly becomes nice about Chidi. But I don't know. The character of Eleanor has developed so well where this... Kind of bullying, crush, flirting, talking about him really Mm -hmm. works for the character and it plays off really well. Yeah. Real Eleanor is just a G and she immediately is able to say, well, I'm not thrilled about you potentially being in love with my soulmate, but as your friend and as your advisor, I think you should tell him you shouldn't leave things unsaid. Real Eleanor is such a good person. So quality. (laughs) So quality. Bomba John, as they're leaving, asks if Eleanor wants a hug and she says no. But Bomba John gives her a hug anyway. And Eleanor That's does... bad behavior, Bomba John. Yeah, Eleanor says it does help. And sure, a hug is nice. But if someone doesn't want a hug, you say Don't okay. hug them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Tahani's connecting the dots with Jason back at their house, realizing what's been going on and what he's been doing in, a, in his spare time. Uh, and starts to realize that, of course, Jason couldn't have made the fancy ballerina painting. Mm-hmm. And when she learns, when Jason tells her that it wasn't him and it wasn't Janet just making one, that it was Chidi, Tahani gets a light bulb moment. And it was when that happened. Mm-hmm. What a truly sweet, loving moment from Chidi. Honestly, a great seed to plant in that yeah. episode that's now coming up several episodes later because then it makes sense all of a sudden that tahani who's just realized that she has no chance of a soulmate anymore realizes how sweet that that gesture was from from chidi and i think kind of desperately goes mm-hmm. right into well then that must be because well of course he loves me and of course i'll go yeah and so she takes off to confess her love or more accuse chidi of loving her Yeah, well, and I think it's clever because even though this is not necessarily what motivated them in life, Mm -hmm. if you hear that, hey, your soulmate is right here for you, Mm -hmm. you have certain expectations that's a level of excitement, especially, I mean, we saw Chidi when he got to be around real Eleanor for the first time light up, and now Tahani, who was so disappointed in her connection with her supposed soulmate, now is like, oh, maybe actually there is somebody for me, and so she's, of course, going to run right to that. Because she's a little desperate. And of course, there is reason to maybe think that a little bit. But Mm -hmm. she's one of those people that just so, like Chidi, needs that other half. And I think as a viewer, when, especially as, uh, specifically the episode where Chidi gives her that painting, you kind of think as a viewer, huh, I wonder, you know, the more more refined and intelligent viewer may have supposed or surmised that Eleanor and Jason might be more of a pair and sure. Chidi and Tahani might have been supposed to be together all along, you know? So I think that it's really smart how they weave that together without blatantly showing it to us episodes before the reveal. I think it's really smart. I often don't care for these types of storylines and episodes mm-hmm. in, in shows, love triangles. You usually know, well, this person's going to end up with this person or yeah. this couple's going to last a few episodes. And this probably has some of that. It doesn't solve all the problems of like romantic stories and sitcoms. But I think it works pretty well here because the emphasis is not really so much on breaking your heart or making your heart exactly. sing for these characters. It's just all – the emphasis is so much on the anxiety behind the mm-hmm. situation, and I like that. Yeah, it's it's less about, oh my gosh, are they finally going to get together and more, oh shit, poor Chidi, now he has options and that's the worst <laughs> thing for him. Chidi, with the options, he can't decide still on the pros and cons of writing methods. And as they're talking about that, Eleanor comes in for a status update on their situation. And it's kind of funny. She says something like, how's it going? And, and Michael's like, not very well. And Eleanor's <laughs> like, well, that's comforting. Because well, Michael kind of is so over Chidi's indecisiveness by that point that he's like, this is literally terrible for me. <laughs> uh, but Eleanor comes so she can take Chidi away for a moment to have a talk with him. And she takes him to their house and sits him down and talks. I like the way that this scene is written and the Mm -hmm. way that Eleanor's confession begins by saying, all of the guys I've liked in the past have been the same kind of awful. And she dates them and then she would just leave after usually stealing money from them. Yeah. She'd just leave when she's done. And Chidi's like, okay. And then she starts even by saying in a really lovingly way that Chidi's way more of a buzzkill than all of those guys. (laughs) those annoying guys that she dated and Chidi's like, okay, thanks thanks." for this conversation. Yeah. (laughs) But then says in a really sweet way that 
yet she never wants to leave him. And I think that's an important thing here mm-hmm. because of the way this is negated at the end of the episode. Yeah. It's that Eleanor hasn't had feelings like this for a friend, hasn't had feelings like this mm-hmm. for a partner. So it's easy to confuse one for the other. Yeah. Um. So Eleanor tells him that she loves him. And I like the way that she says it. She says, I love you. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Uh, now I feel itchy or something. She says yeah. something like that. And she tells Chidi not to say anything, which I don't think he would have either mm-hmm. way. And I love this this nervous, flirty Eleanor. She says, catch you later, silly Billy. <laughs> and just as she's about to leave, Tahani comes in the door and, and Eleanor kind of comes behind the door and listens to Tahani explain to Chidi that she's learned that Jason is fake. She knows that Chidi made the painting for her and she thinks that Chidi loves her. <laughs> I love Chidi's like um uh hey wait a minute um uh, uh, uh. <laughs> throughout the rest of this episode because Tahani is giving this impassioned speech uh this really flowerly worded mm-hmm. flowerly flowery yeah. worded speech and and <laughs> Chidi can't say anything but oh but uh and I love the line at the end when Tahani says you and I soulmates it makes so much sense oh but no Chidi true love is rare like a desert flower betwixt two oases but true love is also very simple and right now I'm just a girl towering over a boy asking him to admit he loves me (laughs) (laughs) but Chidi can't answer the two of them Uh, and they're not really like tell us now tell us now in the way that a lot of shows do this but it is kind of a classic you're cornered by these two beautiful women who love you out of nowhere. What are you going to do? And one of my favorite line deliveries of the whole episode is William Jackson Harper saying, I need to step outside for some air and I will not be back for many days. <laughs> many days. <laughs> you can't just run away from this, Cheaty. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut back to Jason, who's watching this weather report that he interrupted, like mm-hmm. a hurricane. Carson Daly! <laughs> I'm on TV. <laughs> Very funny. It's his uh, most proud moment, we learn. Mm-hmm. And the last couple episodes have been ever so slightly hinting at this weird love or this weird kinship between mm-hmm. Jason and Janet. Because even though Janet knows everything, they're both kind of simple-minded in, in yeah. similar ways. And he summons Janet to get something that makes him not sad. And she knows to bring from Ugly Nick's meat trench, since Stupid Nick's closed, the wings that he loves so much. And mm-hmm. and this really means a lot to Jason. And he asks, why is she so nice to him? And it's a really sweet moment. All of Janet's sweet moments are so perfectly undercut by like yeah. computer sounding stuff. The way she says, you were really nice to me when I was rebooting. And I'm programmed to be nice to everybody. <laughs> And then again, I love when Janet responds to someone with, okay, just okay. Uh, someone says something deep and she just says, okay, because okay. all she can do is accept information. Yeah. And J- Jason says, I think I love you. And she says, okay. Okay. And Jason has one more question, but that's where we cut away from them for now. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, is what happens next not the highlight of the episode? It's so funny. We'll get to that in a second. Eleanor and Tahani, I like the focus on their friendship in this situation. Mm-hmm. They're discussing the situation. 
they one Eleanor says we've got to let Chidi choose and respect it kind of well well Tahani says that but is very passive aggressive about it and like yeah the like whichever one of us he doesn't it. pick <laughs> and Eleanor is really catty and is like well I'll beat someone up I don't care she's like if he doesn't pick me I, I'm gonna start throwing things yeah. <laughs> and Eleanor confesses to Tahani that she knew about Jason they get mm-hmm. catty because of it because Tahani is upset that they've been close friends and she in her own way has come up to bat for Eleanor a few times and she's held this from her and Eleanor stops and says they can't let it interfere with their friendship even though Tahani is rightfully upset about the Jason lie yeah but Eleanor is committed to their friendship so agrees to do whatever Tahani wants to do to make them feel better it's always nice in a show when they don't just like have a male writer's room who just Mm -hmm. pin the female characters against each other yeah their friendship is just as important as the potential love interests that are being introduced. This Which week. I think is one of the if great things about this show is that it truly is just as important. You know, I think yeah. that both of them, even at this point, value their friendship so much mm-hmm. because regardless of the, the lies and deception that Eleanor was privy to and a part of, she and Tahani are friends and she's been the best friend to Tahani in the good place, even more so than cheaty a lot of the time. And I think yeah. that, that it's it's really cool that this episode wasn't just, I'm going to make Cheaty love me. No, I'm going to make Cheaty love me. And, and I think that that a worse show would have done exactly that. Most other shows, better, like good shows do that all <laughs> yeah. the time. And this show is so smart for kind of twisting with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what Tahani wants to do is watch this stuffy British comedy, Deidre and Margaret, which is a really thinly veiled comparison to the two of them. Um, Deidre, I believe, is the one who's really Deidre, with who's really rough around the edges and eats paintings of fruit. Boy, I've always fruit, isn't it? While Margaret is very put together and a little stuffy mm-hmm. and always happy to share a laugh at the foibles of her her less, I don't know, monetarily inclined friend, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and it's a veiled comparison to the two of them, but Eleanor does still like try to watch and enjoy the thing. It's very mm-hmm. Zach Pruitt of Tahani to be like, oh, we need to have a bonding experience. Let's watch my favorite TV show together. <laughs> it's Eleanor's turn to pick what they do, and she says to Tahani, are you ready to take bonding to the next level? And we leave that there for the moment. As Chidi comes back to Michael for some advice, and we get the the beginning of the frozen yogurt comparison. Mm-hmm. I need to make a choice between three frozen yogurts. Does your episode have the bit where Michael says to that, is there something wrong with the frozen yogurt? Is there a yogurt th- that hurts people? Does your no. episode have that bit? <laughs> Chidi just comes in and says, I need to make a choice between three frozen yogurts. And Michael says, there's a wrong yogurt. Uh, every th- the, the frozen yogurt's the only thing that's not wrong with the neighborhood. Do I have to get rid of all the frozen yogurt? And that's so Chidi funny. Says, no, the, no, the yogurt's fine. Um, and, that's funny. Of, in my version, Michael's the one who introduces the concept of the yogurt. He's like, imagine these yogurts are... Oh, well, that's later in the episode. Mm-hmm. So there's no yogurt talk here at all. No because yogurt Chidi talk at all. does go from there into explaining his soulmate dilemma. Uh, doesn't mention Tahani, but mentions the two yeah. Eleanors. And every I don't think time, I have that scene really at all. Every time... Well, you might. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have this whole scene at all. What happens here, Michael's positive every time that Chidi mentions which Eleanor, he's always like, real Eleanor is the soulmate. But the Eleanor mistake, he admits, the mistake in their universe might have shifted everything. So That's maybe- okay. Mine starts, he's like, hey, uh, so which 
which Eleanor is my soulmate? Mm-hmm. And Michael's like, real Eleanor, of course. And he's like, like the well, then again, the maybe you have messed everything up. And he's like, your indecisiveness is spreading. And that's that whole scene. There's that's no what it is. Because Michael starts to pull a cheaty mm-hmm. and can't make a decision between the two Eleanors now, just like cheaty can't. And his indecisiveness is spreading. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you can't make a choice, this whole neighborhood could fall apart, he says. Which gives us the next cheaty flashback. Which is later in life, he's still very close friends with Uzo, and he can't decide what to eat while at dinner. And go ahead, say what you gotta say to me. Can't decide what to eat at dinner. Well, okay, Attack so this is, this is what I was gonna talk about, Zach. This is this is maybe not necessarily Cheese Philosophy Corner, but, you know, and, and, and this is a thing that I think is, is valid, mm-hmm. but... Because you're not the only person that has this. I know many and people. And I think I'm decisive in my other parts of life. Mm-hmm. I think not. I think wanting to try a bunch of things at a restaurant and having... And I would never be like, come back five times. Or yeah. if everyone else is ready to order, I'm not going to be like, well, I am the one that needs more time. But I, I see what you mean. But you And, and, and here's my, my question, so we can look at the psyche of it. Because obviously you're not to a crippling point of cheaty, but you, you maybe feel, is it that you feel like you're going to miss out by not having a certain entree or is that no, you, cause you're not that picky. It's that I love food and mm-hmm. everything sounds good. And I would like to have the best thing. Sure. Not that I'm missing out on the other things. I want the one that I picked to be the best of the ones that I'd like. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's fair. I, I, and that's something for me. I don't know why it is that I just make a snap decision. I roll with it, you know, but I'm sure that that causes me to miss out on certain things that may have been slightly better, you know? Fair. I'm certainly more decisive than Lil, because Lil will never decide, like, where to go. Mm-hmm. But Lil usually knows what they want when we go to the place. And mm-hmm. I don't get the same thing every time I go to a place. I like yeah. to try something different. So I don't sure. have, like, a go-to dish. Th- that's whatever. Chidi can't decide what to eat while at dinner with Uzo. And he, it's really funny. He says, I'm just mulling the ethical ramifications of various soups. <laughs> And Uzo takes this opportunity, this dinner, to ask Chidi specifically not to be his best man. And it's a little bit like, of course, your closest friend, that feels a little harsh. But Uzo Mm -hmm. has a point when he says all of these decisions are just going to freak you out. And I don't want to put that on you because you've shown time and time again that you're not going to be able to decide where to have my party or what time to have it. Um, But Chidi's certain that he's changed and that he can make a decision. So he stands right up and says, I'll have the pumpkin soup. But then when he orders it, he... (laughs) Because he's decisive, he sits down and immediately, oh, wait, did I get the wrong thing? And chases after the waiter. Ah, the risotto. The The risotto. (laughs) Meanwhile, Eleanor, uh, what she wanted to do is to give Tahani hair extensions. I thought it was a kind of, I don't know, a sad little detail that Eleanor reveals that she learned how to do it when she was 14 and she used them to look older Mm -hmm. so she could get a job. I feel like that line says a lot about Eleanor's character. Yeah, it does. She had to get a job really young, probably because her parents didn't have the money or mm-hmm. whatever. And 14 is a really young, young time to have to get your first job and to make yourself look older so you can even get a job. I just thought that one line of dialogue told a whole story. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and then she says, but the hair extensions are real cheap. And Tahani, you'll have to be careful around <laughs> fire and, and around outlet mall altercations. <laughs> and Eleanor gets the chance to truly, more really apologize to Tahani for not telling her and that she's sorry just in general for Tahani's situation, that she was stuck with Jason and yeah. didn't have the soulmate that she needed. And she forgives Eleanor and suggests maybe, just maybe, 
that Eleanor and Jason are the true soulmates. Do you think that's Tahani trying to be deceptive so that she can have Chidi? Or do you think that's Tahani seeing strictly the, the similarities between Jason and Eleanor? I think that it's a little bit of both. I think there's some motivation behind it of, well, I mean, I make more sense with Chidi than you do. Maybe you're <laughs> supposed to be with Jason because yeah. you're both fakes. But I mean, it does make sense. It does make sense. Somehow this opens up Eleanor that maybe this thought that maybe Jason is. We're both banned. What did she say? Banned from some type of public transportation? Yeah. They're, they are similar. They're both kind of trash bags that weren't meant to be there, but maybe should be there. And maybe they should be there together. Maybe it makes sense that the two mistakes are the ones that are in a couple together. But suddenly, as she's mulling over that she might be in love with Jason, Janet pops up and gives him an invitation to her wedding with Jason. I love how it's just Jason says, I have one more question for you. And then later in the episode, Janet pops up and says, we're getting married. Here's our wedding invitation. <laughs> it was really funny. I love it. Michael later outside of the frozen yogurt place is using three frozen yogurts to resemble Chidi's options and doing kind of the classic thing of I'm going to tell you what you want because that'll trigger your reaction mm-hmm. of if that's the one you wanted to hear or not. And there's truth to that. I feel like Yeah, that absolutely. Happens. Michael says, of course, it's real Eleanor, but just to get a response out of Chidi. But this doesn't work for Chidi because he's not a regular rational person. He can't make a jerk reaction like mm-hmm. that. And this gets us into the last Chidi flashback where we learn how he died. Michael says, indecision caused him so much agony in his life right up to the end. And we get a Chidi flashback. It's 20 minutes before the wedding and Chidi is freaking out. Uzo seems calm as a cucumber. He's not got any wedding jitters. But I guess there's a reason why we learn Mm -hmm. a little bit. But Chidi's freaking out over his speech. He's been slacking on his duties. He couldn't decide on a time for the bachelor party, all this stuff. And he apologizes and tells Uzo just to leave him and get married. But this was just a test. The the wedding's not for a few months. He says one month, which I think is a little bit short. I would have done this a few. I would have done it a few months ahead of time so you can actually get your stuff together. Well, no, what's kind of sad and brutal about this is that someone probably has been getting the stuff together. Mm hmm. And that's a, like, I get what he's doing and the point that he's proving, but it makes me a little sad for Chidi. Yeah. That he so can't be trusted that there was like a fake decoy wedding. <laughs> what if he had done it right? I guess Uzo was just so certain. Yeah. This was just a test and Chidi failed the test. He's not the best man, but he wants to take Chidi out for a beer. And then we cut immediately to outside. Chidi can't even decide on the right bar to get a beer. It doesn't matter. It's a beer. Speaking beer. of beer, for my Oscars party, we had a uh, uh, German beer for All Quiet on the Western Front, and mm-hmm. I tried two German Pilsners that were both very tasty. What would you know the the brand? I, I'd have to look it up, but it was good. Go I'll tell you later. Pilsner. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. They were good, like better than an American Pilsner. Nice. I really enjoyed the both that I tried. So Chidi can't decide on a bar, and this is causing him to maybe even lose Uzo's friendship after all these years. Mm-hmm. Uzo's just completely fed up. And just as Chidi begins to explain himself once again, as always, an AC unit falls and hits and crushes him in a pretty unexpectedly brutal depiction of one of our yeah, main characters. Yeah, bonks him death. right in the head. It's a little bit of a shock moment. And they did a good job of making it look like it actually mm-hmm. hit him and knocked him down. Yeah. So Chidi, in the present, in the good place, in the time knife, Hey-o. is committing to just being honest about how he feels, whatever that means. But meanwhile, Jason and Janet are getting married as Tahani and Eleanor watch, and this is probably my favorite scene in the episode. <laughs> 
I love the dubstep wedding music that plays and Jason ripping his his sleeves off of his jacket is really funny. The breakaway sleeves are, are iconic for this wedding. My favorite thing in this is I just love Eleanor's drunk enthusiasm the whole time. Yeah. She's just down for it and getting weird with it. Her lines, she says, we both thought Tragic Mike was one of our true loves at a point. <laughs> that was funny. And mm. then they give their vows, Janet and Jason. Jason's vows, I loved the line, send nude pics of your heart to me. That was incredible. Jaguars rule. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Janet's like, does anyone object? And Eleanor's like, of course Obviously, we object. Of course we object. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> I thought that Janet's wedding vows really slyly showed how this new evolution of Janet has progressed from the last one. She yeah. seems to have a little bit of emotional intelligence here. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, they were sweet. Then the end, with the power invested by me, I now am married to, I don't know, the way Janet I now, officiates yeah. and is part of it is funny. Mm-hmm. Jason, can I kiss you or will I be electrocuted? Only <laughs> one way to find out. <laughs> and then they have a cute as hell kiss. Yeah, they do. We cut later to at last playing and cute. Jason's shoving cake in Janet's face. That's a really funny shot of yeah, him like is. ever so gingerly trying to give her a bite and then just kind of pressing it into her <laughs> face. Tahani is starting to realize the bullet she's dodged now that she is getting to know what Jason's like a little better. Yeah. Explains how Jason, did you get the line about electrical tape? Yes, that was so funny. Then once Jason ate electric right tape, off the roll, he thought it was a fruit by the foot that had gone bad. <laughs> Tahani is coming to terms though that she can't be the one to tell Michael about Jason and be the reason that Jason's taken away, which is really sweet. And Tahani and Eleanor share a really sweet moment where Tahani thanks Eleanor for being her friend, and it's really cute. Uh, and Eleanor gives one of the sweetest lines of the episode when she says, "If I had known you." meaning real Eleanor, and Tahani mm-hmm. and Chidi in the real world, I may have actually gotten into the good place as as real Eleanor comes to check in on them, which I thought was really sweet. That's cute. And then Chidi rushes into the room and says, hey, it's my three favorite yogurts. <laughs> Eleanor explains first, comes up to Chidi, that she's changed her mind on her love for Chidi. That, do you remember how she explains it? She's like, I think I do love you, but... Not in that way. I mean, I I thought I I was convinced that this guy was my soulmate. That's the same true. day. So like, that's true. I'm not really hot for teacher as I mm-hmm. am eternally grateful for semi cute, surprisingly ripped teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Eleanor says something like, "Oh, and Jason's married to Janet now." And she says, "Okay, <laughs> what?" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> then Tahani also comes up to explain her similar realization that she also knows that she doesn't love. Chidi, true love is what Janet and Jason have. And Chidi says, yeah, what? What? (laughs) Tahani has an idea on how maybe they can help Eleanor. So Eleanor, both Eleanors, and Tahani rush off, Mm -hmm. leaving Chidi to watch Jason and Janet dancing with each other. Is it like Janet's (laughs) kind of twerking on Jason a little bit? Yeah. And Chidi has this look of confusion as things ramp up, the craziness, the zaniness ramps up. And that's where we end. This week's episode. Great episode. Chidi's Choice. It is a great, really funny episode. It's a standout Mm -hmm. as one of the funny episodes. How do you feel about what it adds to the overarching story of the season? I think it does add. I think it, it, the Janet Jason thing is great. I think that the Eleanor and her link to being a good person, being Chidi, and then that expanding to being all of them, (laughs) I think is a really 
good and important storyline. I think Chidi's indecisiveness, yeah. especially when it comes to his affections, is very important and will continue to be so throughout the show. I'm thinking of one scene in particular yeah. that like gives me like the goosebumps mm. just to think about. From the last I, I episode, think that it's a right? more important episode than we know right now. Well, and regardless from what we know from the future of the show, I feel mm-hmm. like with all of these episodes, after we talk through them and yeah. like look at the intention and all of the scenes and how they're really solidly developing every little thing that they introduce about these characters and their dynamics with each other, that the show doesn't do a filler episode because, like we've said before, the filler episodes are filler intentionally. Yeah. Because something else is going on. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we'll wrap it up. Let's talk about some spoilers really quick before we finish the episode. That was a new one. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned like right at the beginning of the podcast something spoilery. Do you remember what you were going to say? Yeah. Um. This is like the most blatantly torturous Michael's being. He's having Chidi choose things just for the sake of choosing. I think, And it's so mean. I wouldn't say it's the most blatant. I think it's because they've really solidly, lightly had an episode where Michael does it with each of the four of them. Yeah. And this is the one that he does it with Chidi. And Chidi is the character I feel like that it's most easy to see how they are trapped in a bad situation. Mm -hmm. All of this from the beginning. I feel like Chidi is the biggest hint to this being the bad place. And it's so smart because Chidi is also the most obvious one that belongs in the good place. It's true. But it's so clear that he's being tortured. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe that does make it the most blatant because you do see it the most through Chidi's character. Yeah. And yet we're, we've got three more episodes. That reveal's not coming yet. And at this point, we still didn't know. It's true. I still didn't know. I'm excited for the reveal for Michael in the last episode. We're getting so close. I'm excited. I have loved watching the show again and going through this first season and diving deeper into it with you. Yeah, it's been fun, buddy. I think this is this especially is a show that we literally like we're go experiencing for the first time a lot of it together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really cool to get to do this again. Here's what I want to say as we wrap up the spoilers, even though Eleanor's confession of love for Chidi is taken back at the end of the episode, we know what happens with their relationship mm-hmm. in the future. I've never been a shipper when it comes to this show. It was the same way with Community. But this episode made me feel happy when she confessed her love for him. Me too. It made me feel a little sad when she takes it back, which just like everything else is decisive, small pushes from the creators and writers Mm -hmm. of the show to I think it'll be even more fulfilling to see their relationship blossom for me this time than it ever has been before. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, that's our spoiler talk. Let's wrap it up by talking about our good and bad place this week. I let's never put as much thought into these as I should. So let's start with the bad place and you tell me yours first. So I, I have a double bad, a double good this week. Okay. My double bad this week are Michael and Cheaty. Yeah. Cheaty, wow. Cheaty because his indecisiveness uh, theoretically would have led to ruining his best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. It led to... 
a potential tiff between Eleanor and Tahani that actually led to them good things happening with them. But and more importantly, him being I'm kind of letting you convince myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. He is running the clock down on helping Eleanor get out of the situation Absolutely. because he can't decide on a fucking whiteboard. Exactly. And so Chidi and Michael go in my bad place. I think Michael for instead of taking the reins and making some decisions for Chidi, he lets the indecisiveness seep in and kind of puts Chidi on the spot to make these choices when no one in their right mind would let would ask Chidi anything. I mean, hell, even his best friend, I think, is a clown for letting Chidi choose the bar. Right. I'd be like, Chidi, get in the damn car I'm yeah, taking somewhere. Chidi, Chidi's best friend needs to be someone who can say this is what we're doing. Yeah. Which, Eleanor. Eleanor. Could be that friend. Mm-hmm. What I would like to say, you've convinced me... You know, he's an iconic, beloved, kind-hearted character, but mm-hmm. my bad place has to go to Bomba John this week. Bomba John! You don't hug someone after they tell it's you not to. It's bad behavior. That's, in some states, probably sexual assault. Yeah. I don't know be. what the sexual assault laws are in the good place, but <laughs> I imagine they're pretty strict. What about yeah. good place for you? I've got a double good place this week as well. Janet and Jason. I think that <laughs> they are... I mean, sure, Jason has been found out that he's been lying to Tahani, but I think that he's being extremely truthful from this episode Mm -hmm. from the beginning. True. I think he and Janet are like, Hey, you know what? Because he got found out. There's not really anything he could do to cover it up. But he's been wanting to confess for a long time, but he's been asked not to by Chidi and Eleanor. Yeah. But I think that he and Janet, they're like, you know what? We're both nice to each other. I like being around you. Let's be married. And they invite people to their wedding and they share some heartfelt things to each other. That scene is so funny. We didn't do it justice. The wedding is the best. No, it's so funny. And, and I think that they, they were the best behaved this week. So they get good place points. Yeah, good point. Jason is just so simple that he can't hold it back and we love yeah. him for it. I'm going to give my good place this week to... This might be a little bit of a stretch. I don't think it's the strongest good and bad behavior episode. Mm-hmm. I think I see a spot for Tahani. I I can't dispute that. Tahani is a really good episode. Specifically because of the ending and putting mm-hmm. the pain that Jason has directly put her through into seeing the the good and the joy inside of him and not being willing after deciding she was at the beginning of the episode, she's not willing to let him go to the bad place. Mm-hmm. And she's not willing to be the one to tell Michael. And I think that shows some very selfless growth in Tahani. Tahani so is a send her to pick. the good place this week. Yeah, great Tahani pick. Is that the episode? Is that That's the episode, doing? Zach. All right, well, let's wrap this up by saying we want you guys, we know you're listening, we want you to be involved and in the know and in the show every week. So email us at timeknifepod at gmail.com for your trivia, your good place, bad place decisions. Follow us on Twitter at timeknifepod. That's the place to learn which episodes we need your emails for, timeknifepod at gmail.com. Also, Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast is the place to support us starting we've at got $5 some exciting things coming in the next couple months exciting things coming and exciting things that we'd love to have the funding to take our show a little bit further so yeah. if you enjoy the show if you listen to it on a weekly basis you can be a week early you can listen to all of our exclusive podcasts if you're a, a weekly follower of the show come hang out with us on patreon come do it obviously What is important to stress is as much as we would love the financial support from listeners, this is a free podcast. Mm -hmm. It'll always be free, and we will always be grateful just for a listen, and especially for like a follow or a review wherever you listen to your podcast. So where can those people find us? Well, if they want to bomba our Johns, John D, of course, uh, you (laughs) 
think that might get you a good place sexual assault. Uh, well, they don't have to too. ask to hug on over on Twitter or Instagram. They can hug. Over at Time Knife Pod. They can hug. Um, at that low, low rate, they can hug. Yeah. Um, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter over at Time Knife Pod. We're also on YouTube. Search into the Time Knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, come hang out there. You'll see fun stuff like uh, Our beautiful faces. Like what anime figure do I have up this week? What uh, I'm wearing a Evangelion shirt today. Like my Greg Sestero signed the room poster. Hey, and your Michael J. Fox signed Michael J. Fox. Close to as iconic as as Greg Sestero. Yeah. Almost. Maybe one day he'll get there. Guys, we love you so much. Thank you for listening to us. Steven, send us out of here. From inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We'll see you next week. And mom, I just won an Oscar. <laughs> I cried so hard. Shout out to Kei Kwan. Yeah, friend of the show. Come on the show. Friend of Talk the show. Talk to us about it. Can you play the, the, the song from Jason and Janet's wedding at the end? Can you play us out with that one? Like the wedding march? Yeah. If I can find it, sure. Yeah, thank you. If I can find it, you will have already been listening to it. And if I can't find it, here's what we're listening to. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 